Reformation Day is such a great celebration as we gathered together yesterday, even when it might be muted a bit by COVID and many other things that grab for our attention. And as Pastor Bill so eloquently preached, the spirit of Reformation Day is still a relevant aspect of our daily life. Well, as if on cue, last night, some of our middle schoolers worked through the high point of Martin Luther's trial at Worms in Germany. I don't know if it was the high point of his life, but it's kind of the high point of the story anyway, where he stands before the powers that be and struggles to stand firm against the corruption of the church of his day, knowing, or at least thinking, that his stand in that moment would lead to his death. Now, many people undoubtedly look at that firm stand by Luther as a time when he had courage and believed in himself. After all, even in his day, Luther was seen as a hero and even kind of a special saint who was thought to have saintly powers. Now, I would agree that Luther's stand was incredibly courageous, but what he stood upon was not a belief in himself, but rather a belief in something beyond himself or any groups of selves, beyond rulers and powers and traditions and even time and space itself. Truly, without this belief, he would probably never have concerned himself with these vital reforms, or at best, would have given up on them much earlier in order to save his own life. Now this got me thinking to how we use that word believe. We talk, we talk about believing in ourselves, or believing in our kids, or believing in our partners. I believe in you has, bec- has even become a slang phrase that ranges from encouraging to sarcastic like playing a video game with a friend who is about to get overrun by aliens and shouting with a laugh, I believe in you. Believing in someone has become so much a part of our language that if I said, I don't believe in my wife or I don't believe in my kids, you might think I had marital problems or was just a terrible father. But the truth is, I don't. My family relationships, my trust in them, my hope for them, my encouragement for them, and my love for them are not a belief system. Maybe that's just semantics. And does that confuse you? (laughs) Let me say it in another way. I love science, and my faith has actually grown in my exploration of science. This leads people to say things to me sometimes like, do you believe in evolution? Of course not, I reply, because science, evolution, or any other kind is not a belief system. However, I see God in my study of evolutionary psychology and biology, things I actually even studied at seminary. Okay, why is this a big deal? In this specific case, because some scientists seem to be trying to make science, and to a certain extent atheism to go with it, into some kind of a system of belief. And they even measure faith in God, which is a belief system, against scientific reason and find it lacking. And instead of pointing out the fault in this apples and angels comparison, many in Christianity try to strike back with anxiously uh, shouting out counter-arguments or denying outright what scientists are saying. The point here is that I think it is vital to keep belief where it belongs, in the one thing that transcends our life, the life of others, our scientific discoveries, even the history of the universe itself. Our belief, our trust, And as we move to All Saints Day this Sunday, we might add our hope is in one place alone. God, who is revealed to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Period. 
As Luther took his stand, he stated clearly his trust, his belief, his faith in God alone. And he said, from this I cannot move. There he stood. As we closed out our time last night, we wondered if Luther was feeding his belief with the words of Romans 8. For I am convinced that neither life nor death nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Or perhaps Galatians 5 verse 1. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. We looked at a few others as well, but whatever it was that was running through Luther's head in that moment, the God in whom he trusted held him fast. There he stood on the promises of God. And so now do we.